fun when it lasted, wasn't it? Yeah. You know the whole in-person recording thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fun. <laughs> so, hello, welcome to Skill Check, the positive gaming podcast from YMCA Exeter. Uh, last week, last episode, we made a thing of um, how we were recording together in person. We were, we were. <laughs> what is what? it? This COVID world. <laughs> Thank goodness for Zoom. Uh, we've not introduced ourselves yet. Nate, shall I go first? Oh, go on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm Becky. Hello, I'm the youth and community worker at the YMCA. And, and um, yes, I'm Andy. I'm the other co-host for uh, this uh, podcast. And uh, yeah, where we talk all things gaming, um, news, what we've been playing and uh, anything else that goes alongside it um so first things first um we have gaming news so gaming news what have we got this week becky yeah so the first headline this week is the commonwealth games this year will include a pilot event in esports uh, when announced it did face criticism from traditionalists um but the final of the british esports competition for school and college students over 12 will see gamers compete in four different games rocket league overwatch league of legends and valorian i might watch the commonwealth games again well i say again you for the first time this year. <laughs> oh, no i don't think i have but yeah why not? Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I like sport. So this is an interesting one for me. I do mm. think it's a way that things are going in the future. So I think it's a really good, like, inclusive thing to try and get more people interested in the Commonwealth Games. You see, I'm, I'm not sure if people who aren't involved kind of give uh, esport players enough credit in the amount of kind of response time needed yeah. to play esports at that sort of level yeah. so yeah i'm i'm here for it and uh yeah. might even get me watching the commonwealth games this year wow got another viewer why Great. not <laughs> plus one because <laughs> i count yeah. that much yeah um, okay, so we're moving on because we've got a lot of news to get through today. Uh, so, Hemo- ha- I can't even say his name. This is going to be really bad. Hey, Hideo Kamoji almost put corporate ads into one of his games to lower the price of the game for the consumer. Um, I, I'm not sure who the creator is, but I thought this was an interesting one just for um, would you pay less for a game if it meant that you had to have advertisements in it? So I think this is the Metal Gear Solid guy. Um, so he's okay. done some pretty big games in the past. Uh, yeah. Would I pay? I think it depends on how the advertising's done. In that, yeah. if it's like YouTube style, you need to watch this advert in order to get to the content that you want. Well, no, thank you. Um, if it's more kind of, I guess I'm picturing the the movies mm-hmm. where you have product placements in like yeah. films and TV. If and obviously you know don't we we it's like no one likes it when it's too 
heavy-handed yeah. but if it's done well you know if you have starbucks in the background if you have yeah. uh an audi driven by the bad guy i mean the good guys or is there something about how apple don't like their phones used by the bad guys in movies or something like that <laughs> wow that is a very specific claim. I don't want my phone used by a bad guy. Gosh. Well, it's because we don't want branding. their brand associated with someone who's trying to blur the world or something like that, which, you know, I kind of understand. Do you think that corporations would put that into it, like being a stipulation of one of the things going, you can use our brand, but only use it for this purpose? Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, you, you're not going to want to have brands advertising in games that they don't agree with or yeah. where there might be actions where they don't really want their name to be associated yeah. in any way, shape or form. So, yeah, yeah. totally. But I, I guess that will come with the kind of advertising agreement and the, the, the agreements that will go alongside yeah. that as, as well. Yeah. And we have, uh, so Andy and I have discussed expanding on this uh, this particular headline uh, in a later podcast because we think this is a really interesting one that we might tackle again. Uh, so uh, the next headline, uh, Fall Guys. Uh, we reported last week on how Fall Guys is now free to play. Uh, well, it's too much now- fun. It's so much fun. We had uh, four guys announced that they had 20 million players in the first 48 hours of being free to play. And yes, Andy, I was one of them. I'm impressed. I am proud of you. Yeah. Stepping out, playing a game from this, well, not really this year. I am. Yeah, yeah, it was great fun. We played it over the weekend. Uh, I played it with my brother-in-law and my cousin over the weekend. And there was a lot of carnage going on. So there was a lot of shouting at the screen, which is interesting because my nephew was asleep. So um, (laughs) there was a lot of like (laughs) discussions around how loud we were allowed to be. (laughs) I'm I'm picturing a scenario with lots of screaming, lots of shh. And well, that on repeat. And it was a bit of a competition because we obviously, I don't think we can, like we haven't, like I think if you want to play it together you've got to play it on different consoles so we were watching each other play so like one person would play it at a time and then uh it was a bit of a competition to see who could get further so um I can't actually remember who won but it was good yeah it was really good fun so we enjoyed it fantastic yeah uh the next headline uh Samsung Gaming Hub goes live today um, this will allow players to play games directly from their TV without the need for a console. How are you feeling about this one, Andy? I love it. I, we should say that this is on the Samsung kind of smart TVs from smart this TVs. year as things yeah. currently stand. So if you've got a Samsung TV, yeah. It's a 2022 Samsung TV. Yeah, <laughs> a very the, new the smart one. TVs. Um, basically, this takes advantage of uh, cloud gaming, which is... Basically, imagine what Netflix is to watching films. Yeah. Um, Gamers have access to uh, Xbox Game Pass from their Samsung Smart TV, as well as the, uh, from what I can tell, it's the ability to download apps for um, other cloud gaming platforms such as GeForce Now and Google Stadia. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I can tell, unfortunately, I don't have a 2022 Samsung Samsung Smart TV to test on. Samsung, if you're interested and want to sponsor the podcast in a very cheap way for you, I would love to have a TV. It's okay. I will talk nicely um, about you. Um, but basically, from what, I, from what I can tell, you just use your Bluetooth controller, connect it up yeah. to your TV, no yeah. console needed. Wow. It's all games yeah. that you pay for access yeah. over the internet. Wow. So they are um, looking at how they backdate it as well. So they hopefully at some point will be uh, a, a way to play it on a slightly older TVs as well. That so, would be amazing yeah. for owners of older, older Samsung older smart TVs. Like myself. Indeed. <laughs> Um, great. The final headline today is Nintendo Direct, the June 2020 Nintendo Direct, Direct Mini Partnership Showcase. Blumenek, um announced a, that is a mouthful. Um, announced a, a new host of new games, including a new Mario game and a new Monkey Island game, which I was so excited about because I love Monkey Island. Twenty-two games were announced. And 22 and we do not have time to list all of them but they are basically you know they're all really big games it's all good news is there anyone that you were like this is my favorite um i think monkey island is possibly one of them yeah even though i i don't know as the feel of playing a Monkey Island game on Switch feels weird to me. It should probably be played on the PC. Yeah. Uh, Sonic Frontiers is another one which I am worried about. It looks okay. pretty. I am concerned that it's just going to be a hot mess on the Switch. Yeah. Um, but Marion Rabbids Sparks of Hope. It's a turn-based game. It's a turn-based combat game with lots of charm, lots of fun. Well, the first one was anyway. I'm looking forward to its sequel that's coming out, oh, I believe, on the other side of the summer. So, Becky, let's talk. The most addictive video games revealed. Is that... uh, Are you getting that fact from anywhere? Well... Well, and I should probably give a shout out to uh, Taming Gaming who shared this uh, on Twitter yesterday. Um, So this is a survey. This is a study done by um, guys who, let's give them their due, but I'm sure they do brilliant work in addiction and in various forms of addiction recovery. So there's... So I'm going to, yeah, I, I need to put that out there because yeah. that sort of work is brilliant. Mm-hmm. But I, I also think it frames whenever someone comes out with a study, the background of where they come from may well impact the results of the study that they are presenting. Yeah. So to say the most addictive video games revealed. You've got to start looking into where they get the results from. Yeah. And 
this study that I've, I've seen it actually i've seen it kind of bounding around means there in a few different press releases what they've done is that they've looked at uh the like a, a top list of video games and they've looked at uh the reviews for it mm-hmm. and they've picked out how like the percentage of the reviews that taught that used the term addictive yeah so there's nothing particularly in depth there's no particular studies on individuals mm-hmm. there's no massive case studies in why rocket league according to the study is more addictive than stardew valley yeah um, or why Fortnite is not as addictive as my time at Porsche. Mm. Um, so I have a question for you. Uh, uh, you played Rocket League. I do. I do play Rocket League. Rocket League. I played Rocket League. Uh, do you think it's addictive? Would you say that you get addicted to it? Not really. Not really. I mean, okay. it's an incredibly easy game to pick up and play. Yeah. Which I think is the point that a lot of the reviews are trying to make in that it's a very easy game to pick up, play for five minutes, yeah, put it down again. Yeah. I mean, you we probably argue it. yeah. it's very easy to yeah. keep playing. Yeah. We play it at Youth Club a lot because it's mm. an easy game for everyone to play. Yeah. Um, and they like lots of the kid, young, I'm going to call them kids, and that's very mean. You've got cars. Yeah, and it's and it's a and it's not violent, and it's not you know it's there are bits of it that you sort of relate to Mario Kart because you can put in little explosives and and things like that as well. So it's a, it's a it's a fun game to play. So it's not necessarily like it's just it's not it doesn't require a lot of skill either. It's just you know you can be a button musher and still be quite good at it. Totally. Um, yeah. Totally. I mean. Yeah, you've got games like Animal Crossing. Um, I would argue that that game is probably harder for some mm-hmm. people to put down yeah. than Rocket League, that has a very definite endpoint to the match. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to do the same about The Sims. Like, I've played mm-hmm. The Sims for hours and days, and I think that's far more addictive than Rocket League when it's like a match and you have an end. And yeah. Yeah. And. Actually, what what we've kind of moved on to talk about is is very much a way of user design to kind of keep you in that game where you have one level that gradually kind of moves on into another level and it's all very open world and there's no particular end point to that gaming session. The But with Rocket League, it's incredibly easy. Yeah. So I think what we need to take from this is to not just look at headlines. Mm. It's interesting, though, because I think, I do think, um, like, it's just looking at where these things are sourced from and realising that you're, like, looking at a website which is designed to help people that are already in an addiction Mm. to to try and help them get out of that addiction and say, actually, can I find, like, a source that isn't going to necessarily be biased about it? 
Um, and just looking at where, like most of these things, when you look at them, will have like a source at the bottom of like where it came from, where the statistics came, like whether they did the research themselves, which is what we discovered about like looking into this news article a bit more. We discovered that actually they've done a lot of this like research themselves, mm. which is fine. And it's useful information, but it is just a case of like knowing that they've done this research as an addiction, like therapist basically mm. and it's understanding that they're coming at it from a we try and help people with addiction rather than like a place of like it, it's just interesting facts of stating this is like what it's like to be addicted to gaming so i think if addiction is something you are worried about particularly in the world of kind of is this video game addictive one argument i think we'd always make is to try and keep gaming in a shared space as much as possible and if i guess i'm talking more to parents uh with the spending power um or yeah the, the person in relationship with the spending power if you've got someone talking to you about a video game to show an interest in it mm-hmm. to show an interest in uh maybe how the missions are laid out how the levels are presented to ask questions about it yeah and yeah because at the end of the day if someone is involved in any activity for any length of time it's obviously important to that person mm-hmm. so therefore by asking questions about the activity that they are involved in you are saying to that person, actually, you're interested in them as an individual. Mm. Yeah. And I do think it is really important to state that if you do think you have a gaming addiction, going to your GP, this is a recognised health problem. And actually there are things that the GPs can do that can refer you to that might help you uh, like with that addiction. So if you really think you've got a gaming addiction, please do make sure you go to your GP and don't just like let it fester. So it's time for Andy's gaming review. Um, yeah, so Andy, what game have you got for us this week? Is that is that what we're calling it? Yeah, I don't know. That is what we're calling that, it. That's what we're calling it for for this week. Uh, we, did, okay. we did say it's just that they people send in better names for this section, like Andy's gaming wisdom, that, um, something like that. Ooh, gaming wisdom. <laughs> gaming wisdom. Love it. Anyway, you know how sometimes life throws you a bit of a curveball, something that you're not quite expecting, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And all you can and all you can kind of do is just kind of wait for news and wait for the next thing to do. Mm-hmm. So I guess in that kind of framing. You know that phrase um, about getting lost in a good book? Yeah. So I was looking for a video game world to get lost in. So a world that was quite immersive, a world that ideally had some sort of storyline going on, a world, some, some sort of open world type setup. And if earlier I went on a bit of a rant about games that were open world and gave no definite finish, hmm, maybe this is 
an example of you know those open world games that yeah, just yeah. keep you uh, engaged mm-hmm. well horizon zero dawn um has had been sat on my gaming shelf for a little bit of time um it's a bit of an older game people have probably come across horizon uh new frontiers i think it's called um that's come out this year on on PlayStation 5. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn's really the original from back in 2017. So old. It's so old, but to my credit and in my defense, I was playing it on the PC and it only came out like two years ago. So, you know. Okay. Fair and enough. The game itself, you know, it's described as an action role-playing game where you basically go around fighting uh, machines of, that seem to have taken over the Earth. Um, and the more you fight these machines, the kind of more skills you pick up, the more um, things you can do, the more weapons you can create. And just generally gives you more options of what you can do with your character. Mm-hmm. There's some. Um, it kind of feels like there's some themes in the story as well, um, such as identity. It's all about who she is, uh, mm-hmm. what she's willing to do to be accepted by the tribe as well. In that she's an outcast. The tribe aren't allowed to talk to her. Um, there are scenes where she's not treated too nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, back when she was young by other kind of children within the tribe. So there's plenty to talk about. Probably not that far into the game quite yet. Uh, I got past the first two or three stages, but it does feel like it's a game that kind of opens up and, you know, it just gives you that gorgeous world to explore and just to put the headphones in. And heck, it's almost relaxing. What? Exactly. So that's Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn, available on PlayStation and uh, Windows PC. Nice. And that is it for this week's edition of uh, Skill Check Podcast, the Positive Gaming Podcast from YMCA. Thank you very much for staying with us. Well done. If you've got any feedback for us, uh, we can be found uh, on, well, both Instagram and Twitter, probably the best places at YMCA Exeter. Hope you have a great week. Catch you next time.